This is episode 38 with Mitch Bourgeois. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. Once again, another just inspirational story, guys. You are not going to want to miss this. Uh, So get your paper out, get your pencils out, get ready to take some notes because we have Mitch Bourgeois on the show today. He is from Louisiana. Um, He actually is just recently an LSU grad and is with the Army Corps of Engineers um, where he's doing project coordination managing type positions in construction. So, but his story guys, and and I believe this is the first time he's shared um, how he was physically hit by a train while walking. And so guys, uh, this is going to be a really, a really motivational, really inspiring story of kind of a new awakening, um, near death experience and being reborn almost to seeing that there's a lot more in life. So Mitch, uh, welcome to pencil leadership, man. Chris, thanks for having me. No problem, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm humbled. Um, I'm really honored, uh, that you're here to be able to share, uh, your story about how um, that you got in an accident, hit by a train, um, and are sharing for the first time for hopefully other people to be inspired and motivated, um, and and maybe see life in a different light. So, uh, first first off, let's tell us a little bit about you. I know you're an LSU grad in the Army Corps of Engineers. Uh, what else? What else uh, kind of do you do for fun, or uh, got you into the engineering field? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, just graduating, and I've, it's kind of crazy how I got into the engineering field, because a week before graduation, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I told both my parents, I was like, I don't think I should do this. I don't think this is me, you know. I think I have a different calling somewhere else. And it was kind of crazy, because they were like, well, you haven't even tried it yet. And I, it was <laughs> going through, like, internships, you know, and I did yep. all that. And I was like, I mean, I guess you're right. I haven't really tried it, so I'll give it a shot, but I just, I wasn't sure if this was like my calling, but now Mm -hmm. being in the field and seeing like how I can make impacts in the engineering field. Yeah. Because I really wanted to be a waiter. I was like, I just want to work in the restaurant business. You don't have to put, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to put any like mental abilities into, I mean, you memorize a lot, but it wasn't like doing constant math, you know? Okay. Like I just felt like I fit there yeah. and I like talking to people. So it was like, man, this, this could have been a calling for me, but I'm, I'm glad I went into the engineering field and that's cool it worked out for the, for the better for me. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and things usually do. Right. Um, now I'm curious and we'll get to your story for sure. But the army Corps of engineers is that what exactly is that? I've heard about that multiple times, but I'm not real familiar with what that is. Yeah. So it's a, government okay. federal army corps of engineers is we do like big projects especially here in new orleans but there's headquarters the head our headquarters is in dc but we have facilities all over the nation and okay. this is just doing big products projects like building levees and and huge construction wow. products projects that are just um helping rebuild the city you know and okay we have like natural disasters we're first responders and we are the ones that are there at the site 
when natural disasters hit, whether uh, it's a hurricane in New Orleans or whether it's a natural mm -hmm. disaster in Puerto Rico or New Jersey has a hurricane or there's a tsunami, we're the yeah. ones that travel to go there first and try okay. and rebuild the city. And I think for me, that was just something that, that really hit home, you know? It's like yeah. you have the opportunity to truly rebuild a place that has struggled, you know, and a place mm. that is currently struggling. Yeah. And that was just glue up my eyes, you know, I was just, <laughs> man, this is it. That's this awesome. is it. Bro. Yeah. That's cool. So it looks like you, you have a drive to help and, and make a difference. Definitely. That's awesome. That's really cool. Now uh, I, I'm excited to hear of this new awakening you had just because obviously um, I mean, you're here. Uh, so that's a huge, that's a huge deal from what happened. Um, so would you say before the accident, you had different mindsets as far as helping people? Or do you think you've always kind of helped, wanted to help people, but now it's like you have a different view on it? Mm, that's a great question. Hmm. Um, before the accident, like for a couple minutes gotcha. and then go to the next person for a couple minutes and just have a little little relationships with people. Now it's like, I want to talk to one person and I want to talk to that one person for an hour and then go talk <laughs> to the next person for yeah. an hour. Yeah. And it's just, I, after the accident, I truly wanted to learn more about mm. people and what they were doing in their lives and, and what they want to get out and purpose has been something so big for me. Like yeah. how just pulling purpose out of people and like, well, what is the purpose for your life? What is the per I'll tell you the purpose for mine. I mean, I just have like, I'm ready, you know, and yeah. you tell me what your purpose is so we can just collaborate and see yep. where we can go with that. And that's the thing that's really been changed. But before the accident, I just saw a lot of selfish ambition. Mm. Definitely. And that kind of changed after the accident to, I would say more of a selfless ambition. Yeah, man, that's um, crazy. And, and like with that, it's kind of segueing into it. Like, uh, what happened? Like, I know uh, the, the high level of hit by a train, but uh, if, if you want to elaborate on that as much as you want, as I know this is the first time sharing, so we can go at it as you please and, and everything. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll start from the beginning, I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I, tra I transferred actually to LSU okay. um, after playing college soccer for two years and I mean, I was just felt like, you know, when you're like playing college sports and you're like, man, I feel like I'm at like the top of my form now. <laughs> I feel like good. I feel fit. Like, I feel like I can take on anything. Sure. And then come to LSU being like at the bottom of the pool. And like, <laughs> Wait, I'm nothing. You know, there's what, 45,000 students here. Wow. And it's like, okay, I'm at the bottom of the pool just coming in as a, as a transfer sophomore. Mm. Thinking I got it all figured out when I really don't have it all figured out. <laughs> right. And that slowly got me into like this party atmosphere and like mm. I joined a fraternity and I started like drinking a lot more and going out like, I want to say like three to four days a week. And that really, yeah, that really just took a toll on my life. And yeah, one night I never really liked spending money. I liked saving mm. and that was crazy because I went to the bars, but I would know the bartenders and it was just like, well, I was getting free drinks and then knowing the bartenders, like I wouldn't have to really pay for much. And then I wouldn't <laughs> pay to go home because I lived like a couple blocks down okay. from the bars. Mm -hmm. So I would always walk home. Okay. 
and that was probably the biggest mistake. Oh. But uh, so one night I was at the bars and I was walking home and I saw the train coming because I do remember, but uh -huh. I, I know I was very intoxicated. But I saw the I saw the train coming my way and I wanted to get on the other side of it so that I wouldn't have to wait. So uh -huh. I was walking. I walked over the train tracks and I saw it coming and I was like, oh, I don't want to have to wait. So I got on the other side of the train tracks and they have like this like tall grass next to mm -hmm. it. So you can't really walk too far out from it. So I was walking. I mean, if you had the train tracks, I was walking right next to it. Like uh -huh. I was, I was right next to the train. Track. And as I'm walking, I mean, next thing I know is I'm waking up two weeks later in the hospital not knowing Whoa. what happened. wow and i was like confused and i kind of had a feeling you know i knew what happened but that night luckily someone was there and this was crazy because there, it was a girl that lived right around the corner from me but around the corner from me in new orleans which is an hour away from baton rouge she was in baton rouge at the time with her friends huh. and she and she saw me and she's like wait, I think someone just got hit by the train. And all of her friends were like, no, you're just, you're just bluffing. You're just drunk. Wow. You're just doing things. And she's like, no, I truly believe that someone just got hit. And they're like, you're drunk. Come on, let's go home. And she's like, no, I'm going to stay and call the police. Oh my she, gosh. Yeah. Her, so it was like a group of like, maybe like 10 people. So they all walked except for her and one friend who stayed and called the police. And luckily like, if she wouldn't have called and I met mm. her at a couple weeks after a couple weeks after I got out from the hospital. But uh if she wouldn't have called, I mean wow. I might not be here to Wow. But, yeah. but just uh waking up two weeks later in the hospital, dude, I uh was hallucination could ever be. Just like imagine that I guess I just pictured like, you know, heroin addict and I was there and it was the scariest thing because I couldn't move mm. and I couldn't I couldn't say anything. Wow. So I was just there like watching it all happen. And I'm just like, I, I need to get out of here. And mm -hmm. there was just like, there was a sense of like heat, you know, there's this, it was uh, like, it was, yeah. it was that was in because <laughs> of heaven. Okay. You know, I went to that pit and I went yeah. to hell and I went to the worst possible place and I struggled and I was tormented and it was hot and I was uncomfortable. And it was somewhere where I did not want to be to, this is where you want to be, you know? And yeah. if I explained like my uh, hospital room, it was in the ICU. So it was mm -hmm. a small little boxed yeah. room. You walk in and you open the blinds actually. And it's just a wall, like a concrete, <laughs> oh, another, no. another building. So it's miserable. Jeez. You're like, Oh my gosh, bro. Can't imagine that. Right. Like, <laughs> like you're walking in and you're like, Oh, let's see your view. You know, everyone came in. Oh, let's see your view. Yeah, some bricks. <laughs> And that sucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but yeah, when when they came in, um, this was a couple of days later, and I think when you walked out of my room, there might have been like a, a window. Uh huh. Um, but I don't think there was. But the experience that I had of heaven was there was this light, mm. and you know how the sun like radiates. Yeah. Light. And then you and then you have that from a difference from a light, like a light in a room, you know. Right. 
and it's it's totally different. It's a little bit dimmer, but it's not as radiant as the sun. This wasn't like the sun, and this wasn't like a light bulb. This mm. was a glowing light that I cannot put into words, but it's just a warm feeling that you yeah. get when you when it was just come way it could, and it was. I remember sitting back in my bed, and I was so happy, and I just knew I was in the presence of something greater mm. than what I am. Yeah, you know, for sure. I truly believe that. And I, I was listening to country music as well. Are you, are you a country music fan? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't really listen to country music that much, but I remember it was, it was something that I'll never forget because I don't know why country music was playing on my TV, but yeah. that's what we're playing. And nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and there was just this light and that's the only way I can explain it because it was so warm and so yeah. holy and so breathtaking. And, and I knew it was something greater than me. I knew it yeah. was something greater than me. And I never had that realization till. See, this is maybe like a month ago or a couple months ago. What? Know, wow. Of everything that kind of happened. Man. And, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Happened. So, because the accident was what, two years ago? Three? Four years. Four, four? years ago. Oh, three. Yeah. Okay. Man. And then just, just stuff coming back now, right? Is that just a couple months ago you're kind of remembering things or? So, or connecting. So in the sense of like connecting my realization on how I believe that God worked in my life mm. has been fairly recently because okay. I've been learning more about him and I guess reading a little bit more scripture and kind of yeah. seeing how he's, he's really <laughs> the only, th I guess how he's really working, you know, and the yeah. only thing and really, the only thing I had to explain, explain everything that happened to me after was was one thing you know and it was mm. god and i don't know what what came to my mind to think like it was god that saved me and i i give i'm so grateful for the doctors because i had four or five doctors <laughs> that worked on me um dude my nose was hanging off wow my, my lip was hanging off and i mean the doctors i was too skinny at the time so that's why i had six surgeries because they had to slowly close me up Jeez. Yeah, close me up, open me up, close me up, open me up, close me up. And I'm so grateful for every doctor. Oh, yeah. But I feel like God was moving through every doctor because he oh. wanted me here for a bigger purpose. I yeah. truly do. So how close were you to not making it? Did they tell you that at all? Oh, dude, it was, it was probably a matter of inches. Wow. You know? They said if I was a couple inches closer... I would not be here right now. Wow. Crazy. Like I am very lucky. Yes. Yeah. And then if that girl had, had just went okay with her friends, like, and that's another, wow. Yeah. Exactly. What was it like uh, meeting her again after you were home and things like, what was that? What was that like? Man, that's crazy. <laughs> I was dude. I was weak at the time. Oh, I'm sure. I was so weak. She didn't, she didn't know anything that happened. Like I had to reach, like my parents somehow found, found out about her, reached out to her and she thought I was dead. Wow. Like she had no idea. 
and that was the craziest thing because that is crazy that's crazy it's like yeah one like one difference in that night could have like one little thing and Mm -hmm. things have been like that's so yeah you definitely i mean there's you got some big purpose man (laughs) definitely no pressure (laughs) (laughs) wow i was getting goosebumps during that man that's that's powerful like so what was it how did man i can't imagine like your parents like what they had to go through and like what it was like coming out of the hospital and then like recovering from everything Mm, yeah so i was in the hospital for a month and a day I was in the hospital for my 20th birthday. Oh, man. Um, so I got out the day after. But yeah, um, dude, I was, uh, I felt, dude, I truly felt like the biggest disappointment, you know, mm. especially to my dad. Oh. Um, you know, it's I never wanted to disappoint him. And I felt like I let him down in, in so many ways that I, I just, I wish I could take back, you know, Mm. and I'm upset that I felt like I disappointed him, but I knew he still loved me as a father, you know, because I told him I felt, I really feel like I disappointed you. And he's like, you know what, I'll never stop loving you. And that was the biggest sign of like relief, just knowing that. Yeah. And my mom was there. They were driving. Coming to Baton Rouge which is an hour away. So they had to drop. Could they, did they try reaching out to both of you to see? I think, well, I'm sure they probably did. I don't know. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely did. But my brother wasn't answering at the time. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This might've, it might've happened like early, early in the morning, Friday morning. So he wasn't answering at the time because he must've been asleep. Right. And then my parents called me and I definitely wasn't answering. <laughs> yeah. And they I came here. To that's yeah. crazy. I just can't believe like talking with you, like I wouldn't like just talking with you, not knowing that you had any story like that, this traumatic thing happened to you. I mean, there's, you can't, I can't tell, like there's duh, unbelievable. Like you would think <laughs> like some sort of maybe mental impairment or, or something like more physical uh, disfiguration, something like, holy cow like it's amazing like it really is nothing wow Mm -hmm. unbelievable so what was it like like rehabbing like how long was that process the rehab process was so i started rehabbing about the summer so because i was going it was the end of the semester so i started rehabbing that summer and i started rehabbing once or twice a day yeah for that summer and that was kind of I mean, it was slow at first, and there were a lot of days where I was frustrated um, yeah. because I lost uh, about 45 pounds. Man. So I was I was real skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. It, it took a couple months yeah. um, back, and then I went to school that next, that upcoming. So I took the summer, rehab, yeah. went to school again, and I had like a brace over my stomach. Okay. Then I still um, had an abdominal hernia. Oh wow! Yep. I still needed to get surgery for in December. Okay. So I had that surgery in December. So I was wearing like a little brace for it over my stomach. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I was still doing my own kind of rehab, gaining strength. But it wasn't until about three to four months later where I started seeing like my muscles coming back and slowly, like slowly but surely, like mm. coming back normal, you know? Yeah. Wow. And so like moving forward from that, like, do you see or notice anything um, like that's been affected from all this or you feel, I mean, for the most part, fairly normal? Yeah. Um, I've, <laughs> I, it's kind of like, I, I definitely poo a lot more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> because I had a, uh, I had two feet cut out of my small right. intestine. But so that's a little different, but, yeah. um, I, I don't, I take it easy on my core. Okay. Um, I have those mesh inside. Right. So that's, I would say the biggest concern for me. Okay. Um, and then I had a piece of glass go into my knee. Oh, geez. And rehabbing, like they were trying to rehab my core because my core was like the weakest. Right. But I told them, I said, look, my core doesn't hurt as much as my knee hurts. Mm. It must have like tore a ligament or something in there. Um, so building my knee back, and it's still today, like yeah. a little bit weaker. Um, my knee for sure. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, That's crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm sure like this is it's just it just kind of so much to take in like there's so much that happened and everything you had to go through what would be maybe a couple things that if you're sharing with people and we're trying to help them maybe see life differently what would you kind of tell them from your story yeah um the biggest thing for me is like don't take life for granted for sure um, you never know when this day is going to last, especially with coronavirus going on right yeah. now. And please don't take this life for granted because it could happen in an instant and you yeah. never know. Be careful of your surroundings, but please don't take your life for granted. Absolutely. And I think today is just appreciate the little things, you know? Mm. Dude, appreciate every little thing because in the end, when, when you come to like your last days, you don't want to wish that like you appreciated more, you know? Right. Go give that person that you wanted to give a hug and you feel like you haven't given a hug in a while. Just go <laughs> give them a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Yep. And I know it's so cliche of something to say, but when you really think about it, you're like, wait, when did I like give my parents like a hug and a kiss? Like mm. when was the last time I truly was able to just like hug them and kiss them and like tell them how much I love them? Yeah. Or someone else, you know, someone that you truly love, like friends that, I mean, I have so many friends that were there for me in the hospital and I can't thank them enough. So right. those friends, those family members, like appreciate them mm. because you never know when their last days are either. Yeah, that's so true. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, yeah, I love that. Don't take life for granted and enjoy the little things and, tell people how much they mean to you and how much you care about them. I think it's huge. Cause yeah, I think we just get in that routine of like, Oh, this is okay. Yeah. I'll see them tomorrow or I'll see them the next, but you never know. So and true. that's, that's the crazy thing. And, and that's life. And so, yeah, I think you hit it right on the head I, with that. I think I just want to come over there and give you a 
Yeah. <laughs> hug. There we go. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll just come down to Louisiana then. Yeah, come on. There we go. But, yeah, no, I love it. I love, uh, I, I think you have such an impactful story um, that really can resonate with a lot of people, man. I, I think it's so cool just kind of your posture now with everything um, and being able to share in the way you do um, and just have that message to people about, yeah, don't take life for granted because you never know. Um, and so thank you so much for sharing. I know, uh, again, just humbled and honored to be able to have you share um, about your story for the first time um, in public, I guess, virtually in public. Uh, uh, so, th- so, so thankful for that. Um, yeah, for having me, bro. I mean, I yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been a great, really good good time. Just kind of hearing that. Just just like I said, you gave me goosebumps. So uh, I was just like in all of the story and just uh, everything that you went through. Um, but it, how you are now and, and being able to to speak to it. Um, before like we go ahead, together. I feel like God brought us together for a purpose. And yeah, I, I think mean, uh, somebody listening to, to this needed to hear like don't take life for granted. Go tell yeah. someone you love them. And so I think it's huge. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think uh, there are coincidences. I think things happen for a reason, for a purpose bigger than what we might ever know. And so um, it's cool to, to meet people like you, uh, Mitch, and, and hear your story. And um, I always try to ask my guests on the show about the last trait of pencil leadership. And that's that we are created to leave a positive mark on the world. And so after everything is said and done for you here on earth, whenever that may be hundred years from now, whenever, who knows, uh, what do you hope the mark you left is? Hmm. That's great. That's a great question. And I would have to say love and positivity. Mm. Um, love is the biggest thing for me right now. Yeah. You can love every everyone and everything like you love yourself. Um, that goes without question, miles and miles and miles. And it and it takes a little, you know, it takes a little something. It takes maybe saying like a little compliment, like, "Hey, like, thank you for opening the door for me," or like, "I love those glasses on you," or yeah. "You look great in that shirt." I mean, yeah. the little things can go a long way. Right. Who's little and and little things can can be big and big things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you no, know, and um, or you're faithful in little things and be mm. faithful in. Yep. So, just be faithful in the little things and and love the little things so that you can be able to love the big things. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's perfect. I, I love that, and it kind of goes back to what you said before. Of like, so before this, you had more of a selfish, intrinsic view. And now it's like, like we got to like see people. We've got to see where they are and see things and compliment, show them we care and show them that like people are seeing them and connect in that way. So I think that's really amazing. Just how it's kind of come full circle for you. Yeah. So Have that uh, optimistic view instead of that pessimistic mm-hmm. view. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I love it. Um, before, before we do say goodbye, is there somewhere that people, um, can connect with you in case they want to reach out, um, with encouragement or, or thank you, or just stay connected and, and see what you're up to? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you can follow my Instagram, Mitch Bourgeois, um, M-I-T-C-H-B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S. I know it's a tough last, last <laughs> name, but it's normal down here in New Orleans. A lot of people have the last yeah. name Bourgeois. <laughs> I've been later, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you can follow me on Facebook or I also have a Twitter. Um, I've been trying to keep things a little bit more natural yeah. uh, lately. So I haven't been on them, but, um, you know, they're slowly picking up a little bit. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, Mitch, thank you again so much uh, for, for taking time out and sharing uh, your story about what happened to you. Uh, here uh, on Pencil Leadership, man. Dude, I'm grateful for you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to share this show with someone so you can leave a positive mark in their life. Head over and subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss out on anything in the future. And leave a five-star review if you loved what you heard. Thank you so much for your support. Love you all. Now let's go be Pencil Leaders.